You're inside the Taylor Tilton Hour. Be sure to check out our podcast, The Taylor Tilton Show, streaming live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central on YouTube and Facebook with replays on Spotify and Google. Then enjoy the Taylor Tilton Hour on Comcast channels throughout the Southeast. For more information about the host of the show, visit ChristyTaylorConsulting.com. Welcome to the Christy Taylor Show. I'm your host, Christy Taylor. Super excited to have you here on yet another amazing interview. And I'm so lucky. I have a chance to reach back into my archives, I should say, and bring somebody back to the show who I had the pleasure of speaking to earlier this year. And he has been crazy busy. I'm talking about Roger Ortega, a singer, songwriter, producer, and a voting member of the Grammy Association, still evolving as an artist. His album, R&B Pop Writer, released in 2012, hit number 62, and his album, The Lottery, went to number eight in 2015. Now, Roger has opened for various artists such as Aaron Carter, Old Town, Color Me Bad, and Jay-Z. Now, during 2020, as with many of us amid the pandemic, Roger kept the music flowing and entertained his fan base with a digital weekly show. Now, his latest studio album, which has kept him busy all this year, Midwest Charm, released on his website. And it is a nod to his return to Kansas after years on the East Coast. Now, his single Back to Kansas on his latest studio album was released in July, which told Roger's story of the last 28 years as he moved from Kansas to New Jersey and returning to Kansas this year. Truly a project chronicling his full circle journey. Help me welcome Roger Ortega. 28 years. What? Well, 23, but but uh, it felt like 28. It might as it well have been like 28. 28. Okay, I'm adding a couple of years onto That's that. Okay. Well, first of all, welcome back to the Christy Taylor Show. It's uh, good Roger, to be back. It truly is a pleasure. Now, of course, uh, for those who may have missed, I'll call it part one of 2022, just give them a background on who you are, Roger, and the amazing career that you've had and how you got started from Kansas to the East Coast to bring us back, back to the mix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, hello everyone. My name is Roger Ortega. Uh, I'm an R&B pop recording artist. Uh, I've been doing this uh, since I was 14. I grew up in a musical family and always knew that I wanted to pursue music. So I put together a pop group when I was 14 years old. Eventually we got a, a production deal, moved out to New York. Uh, things fell apart and I walked away. That was it. And then I came back to music, started writing and um, you know, for other artists, and eventually got my own record deal for with an independent label called Mini Keys. Uh, put out the album uh, in 2012, and have been very blessed uh, to have some success in this uh, crazy industry. Uh, so being out there on the East Coast, we're out there for 23 years. After that, it was just uh, it was time to come home. 
Now, I would like for you to, I mean, of course, applaud you for this full circle musical journey and life journey. Um, just kind of set the stage on what was happening or has been happening for you since the pandemic, particularly because for a lot of people, that was a reawakening and caused many of us to do like crazy things like move back home or leave our jobs or, you know, things that normally would not have happened. Um, could you explain that to us? Yeah, with the pandemic, as far as I was concerned, uh, it was actually nice to be grounded at home, uh, to spend time with my wife and my daughters and whatnot. Uh, I also used that time to learn how to play the piano. Uh, so I've since added another element to my show and um, it, it's been amazing. Uh, but the, the, the decision to move home was more of a, a personal based decision than anything. Uh, my wife had been working for this lady for 17 years. Uh, she was very much like mm -hmm. our mother. Her, she, her and her husband didn't have kids. Uh, and our parents were back in Kansas, to be quite frank. So we kind of filled a void for each other. And our girls called them Nana and Poppy and whatnot. Unfortunately, uh, he passed away in 2016, the same year as my dad. Um, and then she passed away about, uh, gosh, just about a year and a half ago, two years ago. And so that was kind of the one thing that was keeping us there because she did, they didn't have kids, you know, so we didn't want to leave her out there. And uh, once she passed, we're like, okay, I can do music from anywhere. And we're kind of wanting to go somewhere where we can slow down, uh, somewhere where our money will go further. And uh, we looked at so many places, North Carolina, Texas, um, Florida, and Kansas was the last place on our list. But, <laughs> but Kansas had family and none of those other places did, unfortunately. So thought we'd come home and be with our family. So here we are. You know, I really love the fact that, you know, first of all, the, the fact that you all have had a, an amazing relationship with a wonderful couple and we bless their life and their memory. And of course, being able to then just take inventory of your life as is. And where were you professionally? As you said, you can do music anywhere because you came off of releasing content and music and music videos and learning how to play the piano. Um, yeah. In 2020 into 2021, let's talk about what was happening with you, even with that, that leads us to Kansas and yeah. leads us to the new studio album. There was um, there was never really a plan to do a third album. I figured I was so happy with the success of the first two albums um, yes. that I would just, you know, put out some singles, do some shows and whatnot. Um, but there was never really a plan for that. Uh, then I started learning how to play the piano. And then I started getting inspired. Wonderful song. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. And I started writing songs. And um, before I knew it, I'm like, uh-oh, I think we might have another album on our hands. And uh, mm -hmm. and I wasn't, I always knew that if I had, had written or put out a third album, it was going to be called Midwest Charm. Um, and that would be just kind of um, a take on on my personality, really. You know, New York is a really tough place to be. The East Coast is really tough, the Northeast. And uh, through it all, I never lost my smile, you know, and I never lost uh, sight of the fact that you respect people and you treat them with respect and you make them feel warm and comfortable. And um, that's just kind of my upbringing. And that's where the title of my third album, Midwest Charm, comes in. Um, but once we decided to move home, I knew for a fact there was going to be an album. And I knew the first song was going to be called Back to Kansas. And that was going to be how we announced coming home because we didn't tell a soul. We, uh, I take that back. We didn't tell a soul in Kansas except our mothers. 
no one else knew. So we surprised everyone. And we didn't surprise them until we were already here and had them over for a party for what they thought was just the regular graduation party at an Airbnb. But it yes. wasn't an Airbnb. It was our home. So, yeah. Okay, let's talk about how you actually did that reveal because I, you know, since our first, you know, interview, I started following you across your social media platforms. And yeah. I remember this Facebook um, video that landed on my timeline. And yeah. I, I really loved it. Can you just kind of set set that up? Because it was so many family and friends outside and true enough. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So it was it was the quickest move turnaround you'll ever, ever see. We got in. We brought our trucks in uh, on Sunday night. We got to Kansas. Um, we had had this party set up for the following Saturday. Um, so we had five days to get our house in order to make it look like an Airbnb. So people didn't come in and see like empty places, you know, nothing on the walls. Um, so we had we moved everything in. We unboxed about 70 percent of our stuff. Um, painted, whatnot, had the family over under the guise that uh, we were having a graduation party for our oldest daughter who just graduated high school. So we had everyone here and she announced that she's going to go to Johnson County Community College, which is here in Overland Park. And everyone was like, well, that's weird. You're going to come all the way from the East Coast to go to the community college here. And so <laughs> then my youngest one then announced, and this is not an Airbnb, you know, this is our home. Oh, and the look on everyone's face and it was just priceless. I mean, there were tears of joy and we yes. were fighting back tears and uh, oh, if we even yes. brought them back. And it was just, no one could believe that we were, we came home, let alone us, you know? But uh, I gotta tell you, Christy, it's been the smoothest transition and we've never been happier. We're happy people. My wife and I, I wrote a song a few years ago called Pray For You. And, yes. uh, and that, yes. in that song, I say, maybe an argument, never a fight because we don't fight. You know, we yes. might disagree about some things, but we don't fight. There's never like any uh, mean words to each other or anything like that. We're just happy people, but we've never been happier than we are here and relaxed. And just, this is, I, we were walking, we, we went to a, a, a restaurant um, the first week we were here uh, and we we're walking home and walking through our neighborhood. And we're like, this is kind of the place that we used to dream of growing up, like living in a, in a, in a home like this or a, um, a neighborhood mm -hmm. like this. And now we get to raise our girls here. And mm -hmm. I just was like, I had to pinch myself. I'm like, okay, when's the other shoe gonna drop? Why is this going so well? And <laughs> I had a show in New Jersey uh, a few weeks ago. And, and while I was there, I was stuck in traffic and my wife was like, do you miss it? And I was like, you know, I miss the people. I don't miss a lot of it though. I think we've, we've you know, run our course there. She's like, well, why do you think it's going so good for us here? And I was like, because we were ready. You know, if we would have left a year, two years, maybe three, five years ago, I would have felt like we left something on the table out on the East Coast. But I feel like we accomplished everything we wanted to. My music career took off. My wife had a great career. We had an amazing support out there with what we called our East Coast parents. Um, we had a life that, that, that we dreamed of. And now it's just gone to a whole nother level that we're here. And I can just drop in on my mom and um, and people are loving the song Back to Kansas out here, as you can imagine. Um, yes. so we're, we're performing the heck out of that song everywhere we go. So, you know, I like the fact that, you know, even since the pandemic and just like I said, following your expanding, evolving career as an artist over the last you know 12 months, 
that you have been able to incorporate family in a new way. And I would just love for you to, you know, share with us um, how you put the album together. And then we're going to really just talk more so about the songs that are on it. So um, and shout out to all your friends and your music friends who have been really supportive of you, like Nitty Greenham and things of that nature. Um, but let's talk about the album, um, the title. You know, how did it mm -hmm. come up with the title? I know you said it was going to be the title regardless yeah. if you did one. Um, but let's just kind of dive deeper into that. Sure. I was actually leaving the studio one night. It was probably midnight, two in the morning. I was getting on a bus at the Port Authority in New York City uh, while I was making the album, The Lottery. And I was just about done with it. And um, I remember stopping to let a lady go on the bus before me. And Midwest Charm just popped into my head. And I thought, hmm, that'd be an interesting name for an album someday. Midwest Charm. I'm like, I'm going to put that away. And I started yeah. thinking about it. I said, you know, if I do, I want, it started giving me an idea for a concept album to where I was going to do an album. Uh, if I was going to do an album, Midwest Charm was going to be an album only using uh, people from the Midwest, you know, uh, mm -hmm. features, uh, pr perform or uh, producers, mm -hmm. songwriters, whatever, if I use songwriters. Um, put that away. I thought about it a little bit and I was like, no, I'm, I'm just going to focus on this album and, and go. And then I never thought about it again uh, until, um, I started noticing I had a collection of songs that would fit well together. And um, then I noticed at that point, I'd already been working, you know, a few songs deep in with my producer from Brooklyn. Uh, and um, I had a song, I'd written a song about right before the pandemic, actually, I flew home, met with a producer here in Kansas. And I said, I have this idea for a song called Midwest Charm. And so we wrote the song together. And uh, it, it, it's a great song about how, you know, mama didn't raise me right. She instilled in me how to treat a woman, love her properly and all that fun stuff. And I wanted to make it about how you should treat a woman. Um, as I started recording my vocals, so about two years, three years later, whenever uh, after the pandemic, uh, so last year, um, my producer in Brooklyn's like, you know, because it'd be really cool if you had a country singer on the song, too. And I was like, come on. I was like, yeah, I said, mm. but, I said, but if I feature anybody on this song, they got to be from the Midwest. And so I found yeah. a country singer here in, in Kansas uh, who um, was really had no idea who I was. I had no idea who he was. I just found him, you know, through some people, watched his stuff. His name was Caleb Nelson and um, he came to the studio. He wrote his verse and uh, and sang his part. And it adds so much. And then I thought. Well, now I want to have like a Midwest Midwest rapper on it too, because I wanted to have That's three different, right. three yeah. different, yeah, just three different uh, angles on on how you know you would treat someone, you know, mm -hmm. and um, you know I don't know if we're going to do a music video for it or not, but I already have the concept, and and the concept is really, again, each one of us how we would be getting ready for our dates with our with our women, uh, yeah. and. Um, what that date would look like, you know, uh, just, and it, it would be three different dates. I, I would do it totally different than maybe the country singer would or, or the rapper would, you know? Um, so I just, that I wanted to make sure that I did that. And the idea was to have most of the album done or all the album done before I moved here in June, but uh, that didn't happen. And I was way behind by the time I got here. And I thought oh. how fitting, because now 
I had to use Midwest people to finish this album mm -hmm. because now, you know, mm -hmm. I could send my vocals and everything back to be recorded or mixed and everything, but I had to use local talent to get this yeah. album done. And it that's why it happened this way. It, it, it's, I'm so proud of this album, Christy. So, so wow. proud. You know, Roger, of course, um, there are so many amazing uh, layers to this story. And, and I'm, I'm just going to show very quickly just um, this particular, oh, the exclusive edition Midwest charm. There yes. you are looking all suited and booted. Um, yes. I, I'm really checking out the vibe that you're bringing to this. Now, of course, I know that, as you say, you've always maintained, thankfully, your Midwest charm, even while living on the East Coast over 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, and, and for that story to be how you treated an, a woman, you know, in, while you were in passing uh, yeah. speaks to that. So in coming back home, I just wanted to note that. So applaud you on that and, and maintaining that and promoting that. Yeah. In the Midwest and in the South, you know, there's a level of hospitality that we yes. are that we are in that's embedded in us and to be able to have a musical uh, gift that you're giving to the world that celebrates that is beautiful. Now I would like for you, if you don't mind just to kind of take us through um, your songs that you have and okay. then maybe particularly the title one, if you sure. don't mind, just give us, you know, how you came up with that particular <coughs> story um, would sure. be amazing. So there's actually two versions of the album. The one that cover you just used now is the exclusive edition which is only available on my website, rogerortega.com. Um, I did that to fight Spotify a little bit because once it goes to Spotify, um, you know, they, they take a lot of our royalties. Um, and so I thought, well, let me release a version on my website. This way my fans can go buy it there and yeah. I can make up for the, a lot of the money that we may not make on Spotify. Mm -hmm. That. So there's two versions of the album. Most of it, I would say 90% of them are the same, but there's a few songs that each version has that the other one doesn't. Um, Back to Kansas, again, was our announcement. Um, Dirty Sheets, I love that song. It's the second song on both albums. And it's got almost like a uh, kind of a Maroon 5-ish kind of vibe to it. Kind of a fun pop um, song about like a, a guy who's just missing his, his ex-girlfriend. You know, she's moved on. Uh, he's okay, you know, but he misses her. And, um, you know, a lot of that plays into Jersey and, and like we, like you said, in the beginning this, this album is a, is a love letter to New Jersey and, and, and New York yeah. and Kansas and, and my wife, to be quite frank. Um, mm -hmm. and dirty sheets is, you know, a lot of people, they've always, they always say dirty Jersey, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, okay. And so, yeah. So, so these, yeah. And so there's, like you said, there's some layers of things that, that you're not going to, most people aren't going to pick up on that, but I know it's there, you know? Yeah. And um, so it's like, oh, okay, well, listen, I, I miss Jersey. I miss dirty Jersey. You know what I mean? Uh, and I do, there are certain aspects I do miss in New Jersey. So that's, that song's a fun song. It's one of my favorite songs on the album. Uh, the next one is called hot tonight and hot tonight kind of has like an eighties kind of vibe to it. Um, it's almost like, a little bit of 80s, a little bit uh, of Bee Gees almost as well, like 70s. Yeah. yeah. Um, some like Elder Barge vibe. Um, okay. it's, it's, it's a cool song. I love, people really like that song too. So, um, I, yeah, there's just so many. Oh, Wake Me From Nightmares. Wake Me From Nightmares is is the, the fourth song on, the, on both albums. And um, that one actually, I wrote that on the piano. Um, I came up with these chords and it was um, when I wrote the song, 
I was like, what am I going to, you, you right kind of, the word started coming out of me, but it was based yeah. on a, a true story. It's based on the fact that um, I have these nightmares. I have nightmares of, of ghosts and like, oh, yeah. it's a recurring nightmare. Sometimes I can control the ghost. Sometimes I can't, but oftentimes I don't know if you've had that kind of nightmare where you can't talk, where you, you're like making noises, but you can't wake up. You're like trying to wake up and you can't, you're like, you know, um, but I had one of those nightmares. Um, and I, I just, it was recently when I'd written a song and my wife woke me up and I was like, Oh my God, thank God she's here to do this. What would happen if, if I couldn't wake up? And I was wow. like, you wake me from nightmares. And it's the first line is they say beauty fades yet yours, yours remains, you know, um, always getting better um, when I'm fed up with my life. And this is all again, this is a song to my wife. It's like, you wake me from nightmares. Uh, you help me to breathe when I can't speak. And what that line means is like, you help my help me to breathe when I'm trying, when I'm having those nightmares and I can't say the words, you know, um, it's, it's just, oh man, people love that song. That, that song is a movie song. Like that's a, that's a soundtrack song. Okay. That's but, a soundtrack song, you know, particularly like uh, I love and I hope you get a chance to do music videos for quite a few, because even um, as you said, you taught yourself how to play the piano during the pandemic. And that beautiful song that was an ode to your wife as well. Something that you. came out of you, as you say, yeah. you know, praying for her while she was asleep and beautifully yes. shot, beautifully done. Um, so hopefully you can, you know, tap into the film community in Kansas and yes. also, you know, bring those songs to life. Now, of course, of course, um, I know your wife has heard the album. Uh, what's her favorite song? Um, you know, she says there's a different one. That's the thing I hear from everybody. Everyone is like, this is the best. Each song is my favorite song until I hear the next one. Um, <laughs> it depends on what you're doing. So I actually, we were in um, Dominican Republic on vacation. Okay. And I wrote three songs while I was there. I didn't plan to. Um, but when inspiration hits, um, one of the songs is in Spanish. It's called Baila Toda La Noche. And what I love mm. about that song is that I don't speak Spanish. I, I just don't. Um, however, I wrote a song in Spanish uh, thanks to Google Translate. It was a kind of a difficult process to because mm. Spanish doesn't line up with English. Like if you if I if I say whatever I want to say, okay, great. Now I want to rhyme this word with you know another word. But the word is now that the way Spanish puts it, that word is at the beginning of the sentence, you know, yeah. so it was a little bit of a process, but I got it all done. And the song is really fun because it's basically about that. It's like, I don't speak Spanish, but I was at a club and I saw this girl. We made eye contact. She was feeling the music. She came over to me, said something in Spanish. And I was like, oh, I didn't understand what that was. But through her body language, all of a sudden I'm fluent in Spanish and I'm speaking and singing in Spanish. Uh -huh. It's a fun song. So um, so there's some Spanish on this album. There's a little bit of country. We have the Midwest Charm song. Um, but uh, I also wrote another song called New York Vibe, which I just understand that uh, quite a few clubs are picking up on it uh, to play it. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, that song features um, my friend Nitty Green. I think you know Nitty. Um, yeah, I had a chance to interview him as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got Nitty Green. It's got my producer Edson Sean, and it's got uh, my boy Law. Uh, I don't know if you've had Law yes. on your show. Yes, I yeah. had Law on my show too. So, yeah. Um, so those that guys. That was a reunion. Are, that was a oh, reunion. It was track. so much fun. And what was fun about that song is we all wrote. I, I wrote. I wrote the the verse, my verse, and Nitty's verse, and the chorus while I was in mm -hmm. Dominican Republic. Sent it to the rappers. They did their thing. Uh, 
But like I said, I came back for a show in New Jersey uh, a couple months ago. No, last month, a couple months, a couple weeks almost. A few weeks ago, actually. And while we were there, we got together and we shot some content um, so that I can maybe put together a video for that. Um, but we're definitely going to have some reels um, that we're going to put out and, um, mm -hmm. you know, have some some video content. But it was just cool to be with the guys. And that's I trust those guys so much. And I value their musical opinions like yeah. they tell me the truth. There's been songs you're like, ah, that's cool. That's that's not you. You know, <laughs> this one, this album, Nitty just messaged me again yesterday. And this has been weeks since we talked. And he told me this when I saw him. He said, man, he goes, I can't stop listening to your album. He goes, every song is a single, man. Every song is a single. And Law, I think Law is going to do a review on the album here soon and put it out. Yeah. But um, and Edson, you know, helped me produce it. He, he, he put in just as much work, if not more, because he mixed it and mastered and all that, too, than yeah. I did. Um, so he feels like this is his project. But again, my peers are loving this album and I don't know anyone that's heard this album's like, eh, it's okay. I mean, everything I hear is like, wow, man, these are some really good songs. You've, to me, my album, The Lottery is the best album I've done between the two, two, three albums. Uh, but when people started hearing this one, they were like, bro, you've, you've surpassed the lottery. And that means a lot to me because I, I set the lottery at a high level there. So wow. I you know, I'm so glad to hear that. I mean, truly evolving as an artist. I, I was speaking with someone younger who who's at the beginning of this path, this creative uh -huh. journey. And I, you know, I'm still finding new ways to do what we do. And I know that that is encouraging to you on so many levels to have your peers who are also still in the game, you know, showing you major, major love. Um, because beyond the music, I do also know that you love to do your own version of uh, podcasting. And yes. I actually saw a, a snippet of that interview that you had about a couple of weeks ago. You, Law, and, and I think it was another gentleman. I think it was the producer. And mm -hmm. you were really just talking about just music overall. Can we, as we get to the wrap up, talk about, you know, ways that people can uh, support your music and also support your lives that you do? Yeah. So um, as far as the music is concerned, you can, if you really want to support it, go to rogerortega.com and you can buy the exclusive edition of uh, Midwest Charm there. Or I'm happy with streams on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you listen to that digital music. Um, Roger Ortega will take you to all of those places. And um, I'm just super excited for you to hear what I've been doing. And um, it's finally out. It's been, you know, there's a couple songs in the album that that I didn't realize uh, were going to be on the album when I wrote them years ago. Mm -hmm. One of them is, a, I didn't write this song. It was two days before I put the album out, the exclusive edition out. And I was looking for something through my internet files, my, my computer files. And I came across a song called La Drona. And I'm like, oh my God, I forgot I recorded that song. And La Drona is a song that I used to sing when I first started in music when I was 14 or 15. Uh, and what? I didn't listen, to, I didn't know Spanish music or, or speak Spanish, but there was this band that one of the guys, my cousin, he used to listen to all the time called La Sombra. And I knew some of their music because my dad played some of their songs, but this particular song they didn't play. It was just a beautiful ballad. It's called, it's La Drona, it's the thief of my heart. And I used Ooh. to love that song. And I think I sang it at like a high school concert, you know, one time. Um, and never thought about it again. And then um, 
a few years ago, maybe 2017, I think, I was like searched high and low for this song, but I couldn't find it. They weren't on Spotify, they weren't on iTunes, they weren't on YouTube. Finally, I got a hold of the song, had someone recreate it. I think Edson Sean recreated it, and I recorded it. Forgot all about it. We didn't love the recording and forgot all about it. And then I was like, oh, let me just play this to just hear what this sounds like. And I'm like, holy shit, wow. this is good. This is good. <laughs> I was like, I called Ed and I was like, yo, did we mix and master this? He's like, yeah, I believe so. Let me check. And he went back wow. to his files. He goes, yeah. I was like, I'm putting this on the album. So wow. I've, wow. I said, so it was like it had to age like fine wine. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's on the yeah. album and it's nice. I think it's nice that a lot of people hear me sing in Spanish. They've never really done that before. Yeah. And um, so it, it was cool. So, so yeah. So again, you can support me at rogerortega.com, um, Spotify, all that fun stuff. As far as my, my podcasts, uh, I do a show on Sunday nights on Facebook mm -hmm. called Sunday night with RO. Uh, and it's just me and my friends just being silly and stupid and ignorant and sometimes inappropriate. But uh, it's, you know, it's all in good fun. So, but every Sunday but, night at yeah. nine o'clock yeah. central. Wow. I really appreciate this. This is so good, you know, to be able to reconnect you before the end of the year mm -hmm. and to see just the fun that you've had, the you know, the life changes, the musical changes and everybody. He's a great guy. Make oh, sure you. you support him. And thank again, you. get the exclusive edition on his website. Go to rogerortega.com for Midwest it. Charm. So we want to go to his website, purchase that today, show him all the love. Thank you, Roger. Thank you, Christy. Have a wonderful day. Congrats to you on all your success. I love seeing everything you're thank doing. You. Thank you very much. And I appreciate you so much. And um, hey, of course, you're always welcome back to the Christy Taylor Show. Thank you so much. Take care.